Super Mario is one of the most iconic characters in modern history, first appearing in 1983 and appearing in numerous games, comics, TV shows, and even a feature film in 1993. Recently, we were graced with another feature installment of Super Mario, but feelings were mixed. For one, the last Super Mario Bros. movie was vastly unpopular and seemingly killed the goodwill for another Super Mario movie. Then the news that Chris Pratt would take on the mantle as the titular character wasn't well received at the time. And now that the movie is out, we will finally see if the movie honors its characters, world-building, lore, and fans, or, like the previous movie, will it be yet another failed attempt at bringing the Italian plumber to the big screen. We'll talk about all of these and much more today on Enjoy the Movie. Everybody, my name's Tony, and welcome back to Enjoy the Movie, where we love to talk about great movies and love to rip on the bad ones. So today we will be talking about the new The Super Mario Brothers movie, made by the Illumination Studios. So uh, the movie stars Chris Pratt and Charlie Day as our two favorite Italian plumbers, Mario and Luigi. Now, um, so the two are trying to set up a new business in uh, Brooklyn, New York that struggles to get off the ground. But they discover a warp pipe that leads them into a new magical world. But they get separated and Luigi becomes captured by the evil Bowser, played by Jack Black, who wants to conquer the Mushroom Kingdom where Mario ends up in. And so it's up to Mario and his new friends, Princess Peach, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, Toad, played by King Michael Key, and Donkey Kong, played by Seth Rogen, to rescue Luigi, stop Bowser, and save the Mushroom Kingdom. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the characters and the actors who play them, and obviously the one I think that I really want to touch on is Mario, who's played by Chris Pratt. Now, when I heard that Chris Pratt was going to play Super Mario, I was taken aback like many others. I wasn't exactly sure if he had what it takes to um, pull off the character, and the result was complicated. It's not very complicated. It's just I'm torn apart, I think, because on one hand, Chris Pratt gives a, a very strong performance as Super Mario. He's really enjoying his time, and I'd say he's very much invested in the role and everything. So, yeah, he clearly is... Uh, He's really good in this movie, but at the same time, he doesn't have the accent for me. Like part of the part of Super Mario, I think, is the fact that he has an Italian accent is what makes him Italian. He's like, let's go. Everybody recognizes when he's like, you know, saying, let's go. And um yeah, so it's just yeah, the fact that Chris Pratt doesn't really do the Italian accent for me, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Although I don't know, because if if he if you don't really think about the Italian accent and if it was like some other character, I'd say Chris Pratt is really good. He's actually very entertaining. He's uh, energetic, and he's really fun to watch. You know, and um, so the fact that he doesn't do the Italian accent really tears me into two. I mean, is, does that mean that Chris Pratt succeeded in playing uh, Super Mario, or did he fail? For me. I'm on the fence on this one. I really can't say he's the best uh, thing in a movie. I mean, he's really good, but, like, I don't know if I would uh, say that I was very thrilled, in a way, or satisfied with his performance. 
But I also liked it all the same, you know. So yeah, my advice when you go into um, watching this movie. Um, don't really think much about the Italian accent. Just go in there and expect to have a, just to watch Chris Pratt playing Super Mario essentially, and don't really think too much about it, you know. But um, yeah, aside from that, there it's it's not too bad. Now, as with Luigi, I really liked him in this movie. Actually, um, I think it's interesting that this time it is he who needs to be rescued instead of Princess Peach, and we'll get to her shortly. Now. Here's the thing. I liked it because I think it forces Luigi to grow as a character. Starting Because he starts off a little anxious and he's mainly just a follower of Mario. And in, in, the, in the course of the movie, he learns to be brave and kind of learns to face his fears in a way. So that's really good. So I think that's... Um, that's a pretty strong point in the movie that, the, that his arc is satisfying and what I like about it. But here's the thing, I, I'd be lying if I said I uh, didn't want to see see more of him doing things around, you know, you know what I mean? Like, just see him in, I wanted to see him in action, but I also think that his arc is surprisingly satisfying, you know, it works. But here's the thing, like, I have a feeling that a lot of people be like, you know, oh yeah, like, that they like Luigi because he's the one who needs rescuing and not uh, Princess Peach. But here's the thing, like, I, it really doesn't matter to me personally who needs rescuing. What matters is that the character goes on a journey and isn't just like, ah, help me, save me. But I also think that, you know, part of sometimes part of life is being stuck in, in, in a situation that you can't easily get out of and you need, you need help, whether it's from a woman or a man, really. So for me, with this regard and Luigi's regard, I thought... His character arc, like I said, was very satisfying. It works, and yeah, he's he's pretty good in this movie. I really liked him. And now we bring up Princess Peach. Okay, look, I'll be real. I was very worried about how the movie would treat her character, whether they would turn her into yet another bland and forgettable girl boss, or just keep her on the sidelines as you know your basic uh, DID damsel in distress. But I feel like in this movie the results are. Surprising surprisingly good okay so but here's the thing in order to accept princess peach um well the depiction of princess in order to accept the depiction of princess peach in this movie you must also accept that she is princess peach that is she needs to have at least some fortitude and the capacity to lead a nation of toads and we'll get to them in a minute so she can't just be scared and weak all the time otherwise what kind of leader is she at the same time, I feel like the movie does treat her character with the finesse and grace that the character needs, mostly maintaining her femininity throughout the movie. And yes, there are some of those, uh, you know, go-bows moments that's like, you know, that's pretty kind of generic at this point. But uh, I don't know, they're not that many. And honestly, I'm not really, they're not grating as in many other movies recently, but uh, they are there and... Um, you know, but I don't really think too much about them because I feel the the strongest part of her character, really, um, other than uh, is really I think her uh, disposition and her relationship actually with Mario and how she treats him as well as everybody around her with the respect that they deserve. And I feel like the res- then 
it also makes the respect that the other characters give to Princess Peach feel warranted. And that's what I like about her. She's cute. She's, you know, likable. Uh, she's a very loving person. But I think the thing, the the one drawback, I think, in this movie that, you know, at least with regards to Princess Peach, is that the movie doesn't really allow us to dwell on her relationship with Mario, which I kind of wanted to see. Because many of the Super Mario games are centered on their the, their relationship, the relationship between the two. So I feel like unless you're a fan of the game, you might not get enough chemistry between the two. Like, it does exist, and, you know, we do see it at different points of the movie, but I, I wanted more, is what I'm trying to say. I want more chemistry between Mario and Peach. I want to see the two of them together, having one-on-one moments together, you know, like, I don't want the whole movie to be just about the two of them trying to figure out the differences, but look, I want to see more of the two, you know? I feel like because a lot of the games, the backbone of the games, the central narrative is Mario trying to fix, I mean, <laughs> trying to save Princess Peach from Bowser, and we'll get to him in a minute. So, yeah, so there obviously there, there's a relationship between the two, and I wanted to kind of, exp- I wanted the movie to kind of explore that a little bit, but as it stands, it's not bad, but I want it more. Now, of course, Princess Peach leads a nation, uh, a nation, a population of toads, which are uh, these, if you're not familiar with the games, they're basically these humanoid mushrooms, and they are super cute and adorable. And the main toad, I think, who f- follows, the main toad, like the toad who follows Mario and Princess Peach on their quest is uh, played by Gigan Michael Key, and I really liked. I'm happy that he played the Toad because I wasn't sure if I wanted to spend 90 minutes with the voices of the Toads from the game in this movie. But those things I'm telling you are super cute, especially that scene from the trailer, and it makes like where Princess Peach is rallying them together, and they rebuff her, saying, "How can we? We're too adorable." <laughs> Ah, oh man, look, I love these things, they're super cute, and I think they're really, uh, what really helps them, I think, is the animation, and we'll talk about that shortly, yeah, we'll get to everything, we'll talk about everything when the time comes, okay, don't worry, and now, behold, the king of the Koopas, Bowser, Like with Chris Pratt, though, I was dumbfounded when I heard that Jack Black was going to play Bowser, but to my bewilderment, he actually delivers one of his funniest performances of of his entire career, and that includes the Jumanji reboot with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Of course, his voice has been modified to fit the character, but I'm sorry, but he really reminds me of of a funnier version of Smaug from Hobbit. But really... Like he's really comical. He's very sort of over, his sort of over the top delivery, and his sort of his he has the, the, these feelings about Princess Peach, and it's just kind of how he's sort of to- like he he wants Princess Peach, but he can't easily get to her, and it leads to some funny moments. But my favorite scene in the entire movie <laughs> has to be the ballad. So that's right, Bowser plays a, a sort of rock ballad. Like he plays a ballad on the piano, about his feelings for Princess Peach. I knew he had the hearts for her, but I will admit I did not see this coming. It is one of the most jaw-dropping, amazing, and most shockingly hilarious moments 
in the entire movie. I mean, remember that 1980s rock ballad in Frozen 2 and how in no way it fits the movie, but Disney shamelessly goes all in on it. Yeah, so ba- ba- the ballad, Bowser's ballad, is essentially just that. It's unbelievably funny. Like, it's just, it's like, it comes out of nowhere, but the movie just goes for it. <laughs> it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel like, uh, it doesn't feel like, oh, yeah, we're just, yeah, it's there. No, they go all in on it, and it's so funny. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Jack Black, if you're hearing this, I commend you. You just gave one of the most memorable performances of your career. Whew. Oh, man. Oh, and Donkey Kong is in this movie as well, and he's played by Seth Rogen. Now, here's the thing. I like how, how he and Super Mario are forced to team up, and, you know, they become this odd couple, you know, like, they're just, like, they need, they're stuck next to each other, but they have to kind of work together to save Luigi and stop Bowser, and it leads to some, uh, to some pretty quirky moments, and, like, some cute ones as well, but part of me wishes that they had, I don't know, like, I don't know, I kind of missed uh, Luigi's presence in the movie, you know, like, I kind of wanted, okay, look, yeah, I know, like, Luigi, uh, Luigi isn't missing for the whole movie, but for a good part of the movie, like, you know, we're forced to deal with Super Mario without his, uh, you know, without his brother, so it's like, you know, part of me kind of wishes that that wasn't the case, but for what we got, I thought it was okay, I like Donkey Kong, and, uh, like, he and Super Mario, like, they have a cool dynamic. I like them together. And it leads for some you know, positive growth. And I like it. So, yeah. Yes, there were great characters in the movie. And the casting choices, though they were pretty out there, are definitely memorable. But what I haven't mentioned yet, and I think that's a really high point, was the animation. I mean, it looked amazing. Which is surprising, considering that the company, Illumination, is known for a more sort of plain-looking style in comparison to Disney, which pays incredible attention to detail. Now, of course, there, there have been um, Illumination movies where uh, detail is... A lot, there's a lot of detail in the animation and the, sort of in the environment. So, you know, it's, that's not to say that all the animation movies look bland, but, but there is a sense of the sort of... Uh, B League, yeah, but Illumination is definitely, I think, in the B Leagues kind of uh, tier of anime animated studios, you know. So, but here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with that. But it's surprising to see Illumination putting a lot of effort in a movie made purely for entertainment more than anything. You know, just look at the um, the textures and the uh, you know the ca- textures, the color schemes, and the 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 designs. I mean, yeah. Look, most of these designs are they come from the game, and I like. Yeah, they're very. They're being you know really faithful to the game. But I liked especially the textures, you know, the textures of the mushrooms and the uh, you know the the kingdom, the mushroom kingdom, and really everywhere else. There's a lot of detail to them, you know. And I feel like you could e- just as easily have made this, like you could just as easily have thought that this might actually have been a Disney project as opposed to being a yeah, an Illuminations project. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's it's really cool. I feel like for me, this is one of the first Illuminations movies since the original Despicable Me, or maybe Despicable Me too, that I actually find memorable. 
You know, when I think Illumination, yeah, I think I think Despicable Me really more than anything. I don't really think much about the other movies. And yeah, Sing is uh, is a is a decent movie, and Secret Life of Pets in that regard as well. I thought they were decent movies, but for me, this movie and um. Uh, this movie, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Despicable Me, I feel like they're the best that the Illumination has put so far. So, yeah, that's amazing. Oh, and one last thing about the animation is that Super Mario is one of the only properties ever that I only want to see in 3D as opposed to 2D. And I love 2D cell animation, okay? Like, here's the thing, I love 2D cell animation, but 3D really elevated the whimsy, the magic, and just the general cuteness of the series, you know? So I'm really glad that Nintendo decided to make it into a 3D, uh, decided to turn the animation from you know 2D to 3D, because I feel like it's done the uh, the series a huge service in my view. I also was genuinely impressed with how packed the universe in this is in this movie. I mean, there are only three kingdoms we know of, and of course. There's Brooklyn, New York, but all of them have their own unique identities, which I really liked, you know, like, so you have the Mushroom Kingdom is, you know, this bright, colorful, fluffy, cutesy kingdom inhabited by these cute toad people thingy, yeah, and there's, of course, Bowser's Kingdom, which is just this blackened wasteland full of volcanoes and just... And, Dane, and these zombie Coopers and Cooper, other Coopers and that, yeah, just, yeah, and, yeah, then you have the, yeah, the kingdom of the Kongs, you know, where, where Donkey Kong lives, and it's, you know, this sort of Mayan kind of kingdom, you have these, you know, my monkey statues and things like that, and it's, it's pretty cool, I mean, I mean, I'm sure fans already know about these things, like, like I'm, I'm pretty sure the fans will recognize these kingdoms in the Super Mario movie, but I'm not a fan. At least I'm not a diehard fan. So for me, most of the universe outside of the Mushroom Kingdom is pretty new to me, and I was genuinely impressed by it. Contrast this with Black Panther 2, where the filmmakers essentially settled with making a copy-paste version of Wakanda in Central America, and they spend a good chunk of the 160-minute runtime ruminating about it while offering nothing new whatsoever. So yeah, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, it's made it's made for entertainment, and you know clearly targets a different audience, but it tackles its world building um, much better than uh, Black Panther Two did, and yeah, that's pretty cool. But I mean, good as the movie was, however, there was one criticism that sort of I had of the movie, and it really bugged me, and that was the Goombas. Where were they? They're an integral part of the Super Mario universe, and yet they barely make an appearance in this movie. Why? I was really bothered by this, and I, I just don't see a reason why they needed to be left out of the movie. I mean, I mean, yeah, I was disappointed with how the Yoshis were given essentially the same treatment as well, but, you know, then you have this post credit scene where, you know, the the Yoshi egg appears, so there's sort of teasing the possibility that the Yoshis will come back and they'll have a bigger part of the movie. But the Goombas don't get even that treatment. They're, they're basically, okay, you see a couple Goombas in the movie, but that's it. Where are they? Like, they're important. Like, they're one of the first villains that you encounter when you start playing a Super Mario game. You have, like, one of the first villains you come across. It's not the Koopa, it's the Goomba. You step on them. 
And they're cute as well. Like, I mean, they're villains, but they're pretty cute. Well, thanks to the 3D mainly, but yeah. I really hope that they bring them back for the sequel. Like, there's if they're making a sequel. But if they do, I really hope they bring them back. You know, because I feel like they were done a huge disservice here. And I was left greatly disappointed by this. And I feel like I wanted to... I feel like I need to address this uh, other thing as well about the movie. And it's not necessarily in the movie itself. But it's rather our response to the Super Mario Brothers movie. So... Many commentators, both in the news and online, have attempted to claim the movie for themselves. And by that, I mean the leftists and the conservatives. So the leftists want to claim Super Mario Brothers movie as progressive because of the portrayal of Princess Peach, among other strange reasons. And the conservatives claim that the movie is anti-woke because Princess Peach mostly isn't a girl boss, among other reasons. But my take is that the Super Mario Brothers movie is neither progressive nor conservative. It's a movie, plain and simple. It was made with the fans in mind and focused on entertaining the audience, and that is essentially what I got from it. I keep hearing the argument that movies aren't inherently political, so they must go all in on messaging, but I think that's actually wrong. You see, when you deliberately add political messaging in your movie, it stops being entertainment. It becomes propaganda. Whether you want to force the message, as the critical drinker calls it, down our throats, or you want to force conservative viewpoints into your movie. But really, for me, basically, I see the Superhero Brothers movie not as the the progressives movie or the conservatives movie, but as the fans movie. The fans asked for it, and they got what they wanted. And that is the most important thing about this saga. We have a Super Mario movie that is entertaining to both fans and people in general. Let's not talk about the 1993 version, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot uh, to love about this question mark box of a movie. The performances were great. The jokes were hilarious. The animation is much better than I anticipated. But overall, I had a great time watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. And I think that families, as well as fans, will have a great time watching it. And that concludes today's episode of Enjoy the Movie, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you very much for tuning in. Um, if you want more reviews uh, like this one, I have a letterbox page, which is linked down in the description. Um, don't forget to check it out and follow me there where you get more uh, movie reviews like this from the past three years and more on the way. So thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you want to get in touch with us then please leave a comment or go to the links in the description we're available on apple podcasts spotify wherever you get your podcasts we're there also be sure to share the podcast with your peers and online thank you for listening enjoy the movie was hosted by tony Saad. the music and logo were created by clara Saad. enjoy the movie is created by tony Saad. copyright tony Saad 2023